This is Tiana DeVita, and you're listening to Misery Point Radio. Bleed down to the fucking core. You're going down for fucking more. Screw your slimy guts, driving me fucking nuts. Chainsaw in my bleeding hands as I start to cut you into your guts are spilling out, and I just love the sight. My kid's crawling in her guns I just love to lick that shit Bury you in a slimy grave You will rot forever Vampire Filters, thanks for joining me again on Misery Point Radio. Appreciate you skipping your morning enema and hanging out here instead, but have no fear, there will be plenty of time to clean yourself out later. Actually, now that I think about it, there's no reason you can't do both at the same time. I have the utmost faith in your multitasking capabilities. In reality, though, it's your ear holes you want to have clean for today's episode because I'm about to bring you something a little different from an artist who's a little more graphic, a little more surprising, and dare I say, a little more disturbing. No safe spaces here, bitches. Today's guest, Tiana DeVita, has become known for her unique renditions of songs from metal artists. And when I say metal, I'm not talking about your mom's favorite hair metal. I'm talking about the extreme shit on the heavier side of the spectrum. The death, the thrash, the gore from bands like Bloodbath, Cannibal Corp, Broken Hope, Obituary, Suffocation, Exhorter, Bolt Thrower, and so many more. And to take it even one step further, she's not simply doing covers. She's completely transforming the most extreme metal songs into acoustic and gore pop masterpieces. They are all at once haunting, beautiful, and mind-blowingly insane. And take my word for it, these are not mainstream radio-friendly versions, but they are Misery Point radio-friendly. So, I got the lowdown on Tiana's musical origins, her love of metal, how she approaches songwriting and arranging, and what inspired her to take the left-hand path down the road to acoustic and pop debauchery. She also dished on dealing with the haters, the explosion of social media popularity, and what it's like to have artists she's covered share her renditions of their songs. This was a crazy fun interview that's not for people with sensitive ears or stomachs. Don't say I didn't warn you. So, pull that meat hook out of your ass, grab your felching straw, and welcome to Misery Point Radio, the dark empress of metal, Tiana DeVita. Tiana, welcome to the show. Thanks for going against your better judgment and joining me today. Hell yeah, this is fun. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, this of course. It's a real moment for me. Oh, it's a moment. <laughs> it's, a, it's a moment you'll uh, you'll wish you never did, but uh, no. Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about what you're doing, which is probably one of the most unique things I think I've seen in a long time, at least in regards to kind of music. I mean, uh, I like all kinds of music. I like metal. I like acoustic stuff. I like, uh, you know, a little bits of pieces here and there, but I, I think what you're doing, combining genres and kind of taking expectations and blowing them out of the water is pretty fucking epic. <laughs> Aww. Aww. That made you feel good. 
<laughs> also, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our mutual friend, uh, Mr. Scott Pavarnik, for uh, introducing me to your material, which is awesome. So uh, thanks, SP. Um, actually, I'd really, before we dig into the kind of the meat and potatoes of all that you're all about, I'd like to get a little bit of background on you, if you don't mind. So you're somewhere down there in Oregon, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm well, in Northern Oregon, kind of okay. close to Portland. Okay, right on. So I was born in Salem, um, so I, I know the area well. And uh, my wife uh, grew up kind of in the Ashland area down south. Were you at all affected by any of the fires or anything that's going on over there right now? Oh, yeah, we fully evacuated. Did you? Oh, yeah, the sky was red. Oh, I posted pictures on social media, and people were like, oh, that's fake. I'm like, no, like, there's two towns around my town. They're gone. They were literally burnt to the ground. Yeah. And so you evacuated out of your place. Are you staying in a different place now or are you kind of back in your place? I'm I'm back in my place. Uh, hmm. they're, they had kind of gotten it down like by 10% and then it rained, which kind of abated the smoke and everything kind of started to chill out since then. It's just been raining nonstop. It's pretty lucky. Yeah, we actually had, uh, I'm up here in Washington and we had kind of the same stuff going on a couple of towns over we had a bunch of evacuations, and then we also had uh, a pretty good break with the weather. Uh, the Kind of the rain knocked all the stuff out, but it's still kind of sporadic. There's still some little patches that are kind of yeah. uh, fighting the rain here and there. But glad you're okay. Glad you, you know, got away from all that madness, at least for a little bit, uh, kind of stayed safe. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for everyone in California. It's like perpetual drought. Yeah, yeah, it's very desert, it's really dry, and... Uh, got some friends all over in California and so yeah they're all it's it's hit and miss but uh so far everybody that I've talked to that I know is 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 doing okay so so that is awesome uh well you know I'm looking around and I kind of see some things about you are, are you kind of into like the pop culture gaming anime kind of subculture stuff sure yeah I mean I like all the things I'm not it's not necessarily a big part of who you are no I'm, I mean, I do, I like those things, but I'm, I don't know. I would, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm like deeply invested in any of the things. The only things that I would say are like a bigger part would be music. Yeah. Oops. Well, that's good because that's really what we're here to talk about today. Uh, <laughs> number one, you know, I, uh, I really like acoustic music. Number two, I really like metal. And number three, I really like things that are different. So how did you get into playing music? How old were you when you started playing? Oh, very, very young. I think I was probably... Uh, I can't speak on the first instrument I ever played, but in the... Probably when I was like seven or eight, I started learning piano, getting piano lessons. And it's just kind of gone from there. Like piano, and then in middle school, I played all different types of so woodwinds and band instruments. I think when I was about 16, I was introduced to metal for like the first time. So I listened to rock, but not metal. And then was immediately in a metal band for about two years. We did we did hobo tours, you know, up and down the <laughs> West Coast. Right. Kind of hobo tours, but, you know, a little hobo tour. Um, and then I stopped. That's where this started, I guess, would be uh, the way to put it. The guy who suggested I come blood, I was briefly in a band with, so. Okay. And that band that you were in, what, what role were you? Were you vocalist? Did you play an instrument? 
No, I was vocal. I couldn't play. I could play the keyboard at the time, like just the piano. Nobody wants to hear the clarinet in a metal band. <laughs> so. Well, I don't uh, know. Clearly, you would be the one to make it happen. You know, and uh, hey, they got like flutes and Jethro Tull, so why not a clarinet in a metal band? Uh, I've well, heard a lot of pre- special. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so you started playing kind of when you were really young and started out on piano. When did you start singing? <laughs> I wish we could talk to my mom about that. Pretty much came out singing. I mean, I had her a friend was over here a few weeks ago and he was like, you're so laid back and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ha, my mom would disagree. And he's like, why? And I was like, I'll, I'll call her. I'll show you. And I called her and I was like, how would you describe me as a child? And she was like, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it was nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's terrible. Uh, so does anybody else in your family, I mean, did you have a musical family or is this just all you? Um, so with my like nuclear family, I guess, because I'm not close to you know, the other parts of my family. Uh, my sister did play the violin for a few years, but she was never, like, really heavy into it. Um, I know that on, like, my dad's side of the family, they're very musical, but they're also, like, across the country, and I don't know them. So I guess technically, yes, I probably do come from a musical background, but in my little family, like, no, not really. In your little immediate surroundings, it's pretty yeah. much just you. And... uh what kind of, when you started playing music, um, you'd mentioned that you played in a band. What kinds of music were you playing? Um, well, uh, well, Trav was really into like psychedelic metal. He's like one of those hippie guys with like a single dread that goes down to his asshole and like, <laughs> <laughs> he's a really chill dude. So very vivid picture you just painted. <laughs> it's an accurate one. Uh, he, we did a lot of that, but it was pretty much whatever sounded good in the moment so it would probably alternate between like a death thrash sound and then the psychedelic whenever he was feeling funky yeah and were you using kind of the vocal style that you're using now or were you kind of doing something more harsh oh i was a full on was growling yeah full-on screaming and growling that's awesome yeah so as you were kind of learning and progressing uh musically instrumentally you kind of started branching out into it sounds like kind of the more heavier spectrums of the genre um what were some of the first metal bands you'd say you got into uh well i feel like that's probably uh i feel it's pretty standard like i think cannibal corpse and then obituary and then it went on from you know from like classics oh a big one was bolt thrower yeah yeah, we'll Huge. talk about Bolt Thrower in a minute because I, I saw <laughs> I saw some of your stuff there. I, uh, Bolt Thrower for me was was epic. I was really into a lot of the Doom stuff. Oh yeah. Um, but I really liked kind of the early Bolt Thrower. You know, basically from Fourth Crusade earlier um, was really kind of what I was really into. And then I, I kind of liked all their stuff, even some of their later stuff. But I just feel like that those those few years back in the early 90s, early 2000s were really just super awesome. So uh, <laughs> Bolt Thrower is not a name you hear that much anymore. Plus, I always thought it was cool. Like, they were into tabletop gaming. They had, like, all this Warhammer stuff going on. <laughs> and uh, I, I was kind of a fucking nerd, you know? So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> it, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, now, according to your artist page, you describe your current style as 
chaotic good death pop and oh. gore pop <laughs> covers of metal classics. Now, I don't really know. Uh, d- describe, define that for me. Help, help me understand how you classify the kind of stuff you play. So the chaotic good is just me. That's yeah. not even the music. That's just, I've been described as that, so we're rolling with it. Okay. Um, death pop and gore pop has pretty much been what I've heard a lot. Because uh, I think the initial one was like, uh, it's like anti-folk. I don't know if you know what that is. It's kind of like what I was doing, but anti-folk is a lot more, um, what's the word? It's, it's kind of punk. It's like anti, it's the opposite of folk. It's acoustic. It sounds like folk music, but the words are very jarring. Yeah, um, exactly. So it, it's, you, you present kind of a sound and an image and then immediately you yank people out of that reality and put them somewhere else. Um, yeah kind of a shock to the system there so <laughs> and then you do these covers of metal classics which is kind of i guess where the jarring reality comes from because <laughs> you've got this your voice is fantastic um Aww. and then you're playing Thank this you. really really soft hey, look at me i'm playing this really pretty song and then all of a sudden it's like you said here comes i come blood you know here comes you know any number of things uh so that's pretty awesome so when you decided that you were going to start going down that road, what were some of the first acts that you knew you wanted to cover? I didn't. So it was probably like, what? This was very fresh into quarantine, bored, didn't have my kids for once. And I was feeling spicy. So I got on <laughs> Facebook and I was like, name um, name some metal songs that I could ruin or that would be completely inappropriate if saying in an R&B style. I immediately got a massive response. I was like, shit, I can't back down now. Like, I have to do yeah, it. Yeah, right. If you put it out there <laughs> to the world. Well, okay. So that's the thing, though, because I thought or I had meant to put it um, to where just my friends could see it. So, like, oh. sitting there and I get a few shares and I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's kind of cool. And then I walk away and I come back and it's like, 2,000 shares and I was like oh (laughs) what happened yeah this is not private anymore I don't even have 2,000 friends what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) right so uh you kind of did you know as soon as that happened that that was going to be something that you pursued or did you just think it was going to be like a shits and giggles thing and it would pass no I just wanted to do the post like a few of the songs off the post and then wait for everybody to lose interest uh, and then I was extremely overwhelmed when it kind of started taking off the way that it did. There's a lot of attention just literally overnight. Um, I did not want to keep doing it at all. Actually, it was, it was too, it's overwhelming is literally, I should just shut down. It was like three or four days of me just shut down because I had, I was getting anywhere between, and this is not an exaggeration at all, but like like 150 to 200 messages from individual people. It's not including how many messages they sent me. This is like... Oh, within, like DMs, you mean? Yeah, within like 30-minute periods of time. So I was getting several hundred messages, and some of them were really fucking angry, like, you're a fucking mom, like, how could you do this? <laughs> right. And then the majority of them were like, oh my God, you're great, but it was very overwhelming. And my messenger app crashed, my phone kind of started glitching out, and I was like, oh, this is not for me at all. I don't like this, so... Took like what? I want to say it took a month before I did another one. It yeah. was a minute. And what what was that first one? Was that Icon Blood? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> the response to that 
I'm sure it's probably more drawn from the the title of the song rather than people <laughs> that actually know the song. Um, but I mean, anybody who's familiar with Cannibal Corpse, I mean, that's by far not even the worst song title they have. Oh, no, um, not at all. <laughs> but um, uh, so people were responding. Why do you think they responded the way they did? At least those that were kind of the negative. Was it because they had an image of you already or is it because they just didn't understand the songs or just because they didn't know how to process what you were doing? <laughs> or all well, of the above, so right? I would say I probably got like a handful of Karen types who were just going to be unsatisfied no matter what I did. Sure. I didn't know them, so I don't give a fuck. Um, the ones that kind of hurt my feelings were from like metalheads. I guess it's probably like elitist and a few of them felt like I was culturally appropriating metal. And I was like, word? This is a song. We're singing music here. It's yeah, right. Deep. <laughs> it's not uh, that deep, yeah. I'm not. sure Cannibal Corpse would probably not have that uh, that perception of that. So, and, and then you know, reading through kind of some of the some of the comments that I saw that you had made, there was people that were making comments to you like, "I prefer the original." <laughs> it's like <laughs> I hear that so much, and it makes my eyeball twitch. It's like oh, we all prefer the original. You're just here to be entertained. Yeah. Stop. It's like I'm not trying to replace the original. This no, is this is my not, take on it, right? Yeah, it shouldn't even be a one to one comparison. They're they're too different. They're not mutually exclusive. Like the the the, the lyrical content is the same, but that's where it ends. It's, you should not compare them. Yeah, not to mention the fact that if I've seen correctly, some of these bands have actually shared your interpretations of these songs. Yeah. Uh, I know Kyle uh, Exhorter, Kyle Thomas, uh, yeah. shared yours. That's pretty fucking badass. That was the fastest. That was like within 10 minutes of me. I was like in shock. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that was fast. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Bloodbath, they shared mine too, and that I cried. I mean, I've, every single time I've been acknowledged or it's been shared or they've messaged me privately, I've, I've literally cried. I'm emotional, bitch. But, like, <laughs> it's such a huge de- bloodbath. I cried so hard. I, like, I got. I woke up to a message. I got a bunch of notifications on YouTube, and I pinned it under the bloodbath one. But this person was like, you know, bloodbath shared this on their page. Uh, I don't personally like it, but they like it, so it must be good. And I read it, and I was like, what? No. And then I looked, just immediate, like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Bloodbath for so long. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Well, since it's such a huge deal, I think we should take a listen to it. What do you say? So here it is, Tiana's version of the song by Bloodbath. This one's called Eaten. Carve me up, slice me apart, suck my guts. Oh 
shared it um i was requested to do a song the i don't like zag 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 leg band it's like the south african band or they have like this long ass name and it's like an acronym um they asked me to do veil of moonlight so i did that one um obituary started following me on instagram which made my heart drop into my asshole i was like whoa (laughs) That's intense. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I saw your uh, uh, cover of, of that, and then also uh, a funny post from just just I don't know, not too long ago, about you being bamboozled. Uh, did you figure out how to fucking do body bag? Because as we all know, maybe there's some obituary lyrics that aren't really there, <laughs> or did I read into that wrong? And that was actually about something else entirely. Uh, well, no, it was a guitar that I just bought. So my guitar broke. Uh, it was set against the wall, and it my daughter's rambunctious. She just was like, fuck your guitar. Uh, and it stamped. I tried to glue it back together, and it was such a dumbass idea. Because I don't have clips, so I used to wrap. <laughs> right. <laughs> With fucking this giant bottle of, like, super thick Gorilla Glue. So the wrap's, like, just permanently stuck on my guitar. Just, like covers the frets it was a mistake uh i ordered a new guitar it was an ibanez a lot of people love ibanez i've never used it but i was like you know what it's good enough for these people and they're great it's good enough for me um i i was so focused on getting a different body style for a different sound that i didn't notice the thin line part uh, I also, oh. yeah, I also didn't, I look, I, I shop online so much that I'm like really, I focus really hard on the product dimensions and what exactly I'm getting. And it, it literally was advertised, the, the guitar, the box <laughs> is supposed to be like 11 <laughs> and a half pounds and it's supposed to be 44 inches right. and the guitar gets here and it's like barely 40 the package weighs like nine pounds. I was like, what? Where's the rest of the guitar? <laughs> and it's lit. It's not little. It just isn't as big as my Epiphone. So I was yeah. kind of, I was a little nonplussed. I took it to guitar centers. Like, can we please change this? And they were like, it's not a bad guitar. Just hook it up into an amp and we're rolling with it. Um, yeah. That's what I was bamboozled by was the guitar, the guitar itself. I was so upset. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, and you know the uh, the Epiphone you're playing is more more of a, a dreadnought style, so it's definitely a a bigger kind of a heavier sound to it. So, but uh, your play style, you definitely have that. At least as far as when you're playing the acoustic stuff, uh, you've got this kind of a really mellow folk rock inspired finger picking technique that's kind of very casual. Um, and then, of course, when you sing, uh, it's very, very melodic, very kind of R&B bluesy inspired. But then uh, you've got these amazingly graphic lyrics, which uh, which I love just just yanks people 
uh, <laughs> out of their comfort zone, I think. Uh, you know, when I hear songs like, you know, uh, Felching Vampires and Can't Fit Her Limbs <laughs> in the Fridge, you know, it's just so fucking funny. And do you, it is. It's, it is funny. And yeah, I mean, it's also, but it's born of a place where you genuinely like and appreciate the music. So it's not done, for instance, as a parody or meant to make fun of it. It's, well, I mean, you, it's a little bit of parody, you know, genuinely. but it's not, I'm not going out of my way like, this is stupid. Like, yeah, no. exactly. Like, oh, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to fuck this song <laughs> up like this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, how do you, how do you go about when you're, when you're looking at these songs and you kind of know the source material, what the song sounds like, how do you decide how you're going to change that up a little bit? Do you hear like a different key in your head? Do you decide, you know, you're going to try to do it a certain way or is it just kind of whatever comes out comes out well so it kind of depends on the song so uh cannibal corpse i come blood the first one that i did i sat there with a pitch tuner and uh figured out what he was singing in or what the guitar was playing and i tagged those notes and then just did those chords with the root note right and that's that's and i kind of followed the rhythm of how he did it Cannibal Corpse is is my favorite to do because not only are are their lyrics ridiculous, like I can be entertained by working on it because it's it's entertaining. Whether mm-hmm. you don't like it or like it, you have to admit that it captures your attention because it's a little ridiculous. You know, yeah. it's great. Um, theirs are easy because it kind of already has it has like a pop structure. Like there's a verse, so there's a chorus, there's a verse, there's a chorus. Whereas a lot of metals like a story from beginning to end. There's no Sometimes it doesn't even have that. Just angry words. No rhyme or reason. <laughs> yeah. um, if it's a song that I haven't heard before, then I won't listen to it. I'll just look at the lyrics and go with whatever I'm hearing. Oh, wow. And then after I posted the video, I will listen to it. If it's a song that I haven't heard in a minute, um, then I will kind of go off what I remember. Um, but yeah, it's kind of kind of how I do it. There's no special. There's no special way. Some songs... That's why the last post I did, I asked for nasty song suggestions. Mm-hmm. I can't focus if it's not ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> the post was funny. It was like, send me some fucking nasty stuff. Seriously <laughs> nasty stuff. And I, yeah. I, I, I assume that. Not disappointed that, either. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm sure that, uh, sure that your feed exploded. I, I know that I think I threw out there. You know, me hooks out of me, but I think you were like, oh, fucking more Cannibal Corpse. I've already done that. <laughs> no, I love Cannibal Corpse. I'll do all the Cannibal Corpse, but I do worry that people are going to be like, could you fucking do something else? Yeah. Like, f- how many people have been like, you do addicted to vaginal skin? I was like, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> when you're uh, when you're putting these together, I mean, uh, how... When you're when you're arranging these in a new format, do you find yourself just like laughing your ass off as you're going like, oh, this is going to be fucking cool? Oh, oh, can't. OK, so I come blood took about 15, 20 minutes to like, like I don't want to say compose, but arrange how sure. I was going to do it. 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes to figure out. There's three hours of takes because I'd get to pissed in a maggot filled asshole <laughs> and I would start laughing because it's stupid. And I. I can't do that. I can't pee in buttholes. It was it. My semen is bleeding. I don't have semen. So I'd laugh there too. Like I <laughs> all the way to semen and be like, fuck. Even in the one that I posted, I kind of started to break a little bit because it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, I guess you're not really going after that air of realism, though, so I think people will forgive you for it. In fact, if anything, it probably makes it even funnier that it's it's being sung from a different gender perspective, which is just fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, I couldn't do the... A lot of people wanted me to do Anal Cunt uh, right. from their one super sarcastic album, just dry as fuck. And it, I couldn't do any more than I respect your feelings as a woman and a human because... It sounds genuine when I'm singing it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I respect your feelings. <laughs> Which clearly you don't. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I really, it's really funny, too, to hear that stuff and then hear, like, multi-harmonies going on um, or, you know, some, some cool kind of, like, maybe slightly electronic beat in the background. So you don't just do acoustic either. There's, there's definitely some of these that have a pop element to it or some that have kind of a, you know, a, a different kind of a, a rhythmic vibe, electronic vibe almost to it. Um, how do you decide which route you're going to go? Is, is that just like, I've already done four acoustics this time around. Let me do this fucking crazy reverb inspired slow down thing or well, no. So I get really butthurt because a lot of people don't like the poppy versions. They prefer the acoustic, which makes me sad because the pop versions take so long. Bloodbath, that took five weeks and it still sounded like shit. Like it's yeah. hard. I go through um, it's kind of like whatever I, f- I don't want to say whatever I feel like because I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Scott has had a pretty, he's had a pretty, um, What's the word? He's had a pretty good hand in helping me figure out what I'm doing because oh. I didn't want to do this. And then he's, I don't know how to put it. He's just like really laid back and easy to talk to. And he's got a lot of clarity on shit. She's like a really chill guy. So when he's like, hey, maybe do this one. I'm like, I'll take five weeks, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's a supportive dude. He he definitely looks oh, yeah. out for, for artists and, uh, you know, I, I feel, I feel the same way about him, Scott. So, uh, he's yeah, he's a, he's a hell of a dude. There's um, no, uh, there's no rhyme or reason to any yeah. of it. It just kind of happens if the, it's honestly, it just kind of depends on how I hear the lyrics. So if I'm looking at a song that I haven't heard in a while or a song that I've never heard before, which I've only done one, um, that I hadn't heard before and it was the infinite annihilator cover, um, you can look at lyrics sometimes, or I guess I will look at lyrics, and sometimes the way the words are written or, like, the way they're set up on the page, you can kind of hear how it might sound. <clears throat> so whatever pops into my head right off the bat is typically what it ends up sounding like. The acapella bolt thrower probably ranks up there in one of my favorites again because i love bolt thrower and uh it was really cool just to actually hear you know that kind of take on it because i didn't expect it i was thinking oh she's gonna play some acoustic stuff and then boom there <laughs> there was nothing it was just you you know there was just voice so uh so that it was had cool piano initially but it was there was so much going on that i was like eh, you take that out there was piano and drums <laughs> it was like Ugh. It's too much. Yeah. I'm happy that somebody liked it, honestly. That's the one that makes me the saddest because I feel like not a whole lot of people, either they don't know who Bolt Thrower is or they don't care or maybe they don't particularly care for like acapella music like that. But uh, that that would be the one because I really like that song. I've always really liked that song. It has like special meaning to me. So like 
I put a lot into it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, let's check this out. Here it is, a quick clip. Dare I say the world's only acapella version of World Eater by Bolt Thrower. Check this out. Tension is now rising, let calm before the storm. See your life flash before you, will you live to see the dawn? The enemy is now approaching, with blood lust in their eyes. Intense fear is overcoming, for now death you will defy. As the battle rages on dead and wounded bodies, carnage all you see. The white up blast, melting flesh, the screaming pain in agony. You stand alone, the final parody. As you realize your mortality, you cannot change your destiny. No, and, and it's since you mentioned that, putting a lot into it, I mean. The, the video clips and the songs themselves, at least of what we see, are just kind of fragments of the songs. Do you do the songs in their entirety? I know um, uh, with Bloodbath, we got the full yeah. one on there. <laughs> so is do you just kind of take phrases from songs and that's kind of what you focus on? Or is there more that we just haven't really heard? Oh, there's so much that hasn't been heard. If I don't like it, like, if I'm listening to it and I'm cringing, it's not going out there. Um, I did the sort of... I've done... So, Scott suggested some songs to me. And I was like, ooh, some of these are really good. There are a few bands, like Morbid Angel and Death. I have, like, four different covers. I just... I'm not comfortable with how they sound so they don't come out. Um, Bloodbath would probably be an exception because it already had its own... It has its own thing already. It's already got a melody. I don't have to do shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Same with like Evisceration Plague. Like that's almost done, but it, it already has its own structure. I don't have to do much. So that's a lot easier to do like a two, three, four, five minute song than these other bands. Like uh, what's the one? What is the band? Acid Bath. I'm trying to do, what is it? Uh, I wish I could remember it off the top of my head, but there's a song... And it's really funny, but it does. There's no, there's no cadence to it. So I kind of have to figure out how to syncopate that myself. So when you're when you're deciding that you're going to do these, do you go into it with completing the whole song, or do you kind of start in the middle of a song, or start with just a spot that that you feel like I just want to get this idea out? Well, so I'm very simple human being so if there's something <laughs> that makes me chuckle that's probably going to be the part that i do yeah so there's like there's songs i want to touch the whole entire song there's some themes that i'm not super into and some of these songs that have been suggested to me like oh i know, can't imagine child predation and all this other shit and like it's it's 
I'm not going to say it's funny because, like, when it comes to kids, it's not. But, sure. like, songs about raping. Like, I'm not a raper. I can't do that. I'll sing about, like, murdering you or, I guess, defiling your corpse. But uh, Pissing in your asshole. I'm fine with <laughs> yeah. that, you know. <laughs> well, it just some songs have, like, a different kind of feel to them. And I'm For like, sure. Oh, some, some might cross the line on your sense of actual morality. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I'll listen to the song. I just don't know that I'll cover it. Right. Well, there's, that's another thing because I'm not doing covers. I do renditions. Nobody listens. Nobody looks up renditions. That's not like the first thing that pops in your mind. The first thing that pops in your mind is covers. So, which, because that's been a point of contention with people okay. who comment on my videos. That these aren't covers. This is a rendition. Okay. I get it. I understand. But, but. <laughs> it's crazy that it even got to that level with semantics, like rendition versus cover. But I mean, I, I guess I see what people are saying because you're literally transforming an entire song. Yeah, rather well, than just was, going out there and playing it. Yeah, earlier when I was trying to say, like, don't, they're not one-to-one, don't compare them, it's because this is a rendition, it's not a cover. If it was a cover, yeah, tear my ass apart. <laughs> it, you know, it's different. It should sound a certain way. Yeah. So, uh, what I, the other thing I like about it is is uh, not only do you do renditions of, uh, <laughs> you know, songs from kind of established bands, but you're also taking some some cool... Uh, steps towards working on material from maybe some lesser known bands or some underground bands or some what I call cult bands that really have a very dedicated underground following. Um, now, this is stuff that is a combination of things that you already knew and stuff that people are recommending to you via your posts. Yeah, well, so the smaller ones are typically ones that I was already listening to. My playlist is huge. There's some bands that I really want to, you know, touch like Archspire and it was a parasitic ejaculation. There's so many bands. Um, if they happen to already be on my playlist, I mean, obviously I'm going to look there first. But yeah. the ones that are more underground are usually from my own playlist. Because uh, people usually want to hear, you know, the big ones that they're familiar with. Sure. Yeah, I was pretty stoked to see like Broken Hope on there, which is, uh, <gasps> in my opinion, probably one of the most underrated bands ever. Oh, I yeah. really Did like Broken Hope. Our interaction, they I, said they were going to bring Felching Vampires back into their rotation when they start touring again. <laughs> I cried. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty epic. Um, plus, I mean, that song rivals Cannibal in its lyrical content. So uh, <laughs> The lyrics were great. <laughs> that, great. Definitely awesome. So uh, I was curious when you're doing these. Do you run these by anybody ahead of time and say, hey, hey, mom, come check out this song I'm about to do? And, you, <laughs> you know. Okay, so I did. Yeah. The only person that I really kind of run it by is Scott, but he's like, I like everything you do. So you're not fucking helping. Yeah. Uh, I did run it by my mom, but she's, she's just as hypercritical as I am. So, like, even if I think it's great, she's going to be like, well, this part sucks and I'm never going to post it because I'll agonize over it. So right. for the most part, I don't. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want to know. It's out there. It's done. I will literally turn my phone off when I'm done because, you know, like it's like rejection. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to see it right away. <laughs> sure. So I'm guessing that this isn't something, uh, at least because I didn't realize this this project for you is a relatively new project. So this isn't something that you're playing live. Is that uh, is that in the cards down the road? Is that something you've thought about taking this project to that level? Like doing shows? Yeah. Well, I don't know about like 
doing renditions or covers live just you know because of legal reasons that's why i don't have them up on any streaming sites i want to be able to see if i can get you know like rights to post sure uh, do the whole royalties deal before i do any of that i don't know about live if i can get like rights for that and if there's ever enough interest generated then yeah i don't see why not yeah and what about uh, other other stuff you're working on then? I mean, uh, obviously you're you're stuck home now and you're writing and you're you're making the most of it. But uh, is this kind of a project there that's just a time filler project, or do you see this as being something that you pursue further when the timing is right? Uh, I'm ju- I'm honestly just kind of going with the flow. I kind of I feel like, and I get like reprimanded a lot, but I feel like if stuff is meant to happen, it will. I need to not stress myself out so much in the meantime, because I feel like if I really dedicated all this energy, it's not, and it doesn't work out, you know what I mean? And Because I Come Blood was not but a fairy fart. It literally was just it was that. <laughs> and then, what is it? It's like at three, two or 300,000 views on Facebook right now. That was just a, that was nothing. But I tried, like, Bolt Thrower. I put a lot of effort into that, and I felt that. And, like, nobody gives a shit, so it just kind of, it just kind of depends on how it goes on its own. It's kind of funny when you mention that, that you might have a piece of work that you're really passionate about and other people don't see it for either the level of work that went into it or just kind of what your goal was. But that always kind of irked me when I was when I was playing a lot of shows. And I did a lot of singer-songwriter stuff um, many years ago, just me and my guitar. And uh, I'll tell you what, there's nothing that's more vulnerable than just you up there unaccompanied by anything. And sometimes you feel like I just, oh man, I fucking nailed it. I just killed it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was super fucking. That was awesome. And then you get like the one guy out there is like, yay. I'm like, really? You know? It's like, and, nah, I'm gonna go cry about and this. And then the, later. the the song that you just completely fuck up. People are like, ah, you know. Yeah. I, I call yes. it like the, the the Nirvana effect. You know that people will just appreciate the raw, just not non polished version of anything. Yeah. You know, so. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a shame when people don't always see your your work as as you had intended. Now, do you do all your own recordings? Do you have people help you with those? I am poor. I could not afford that. I literally do everything <laughs> on my phone in GarageBand. This is not an exaggeration. Every single song that you've heard is done on GarageBand, and that's not the acoustic stuff. The acoustic stuff is just done. You're and just filming I it just, and you're live just, doing it. Yeah, yes. The, which is another reason it's so short. It is so fucking annoying to go through like 500 takes and like sit through and listen to the whole fucking thing. Like if it's a minute or less, then I can kind of go through quickly and see where all the fuck ups are. But if it's like a five minute fucking song, like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. No, it's yeah, true. No, it on my phone. <laughs> I don't have people, unfortunately. I'm not at that point yet. That's That's amazing though. So... There's this this mentality out there from a lot of artists that people will they will procrastinate and procrastinate. I got to make sure I get the right equipment. I got to make sure I get the right setup. I got to make sure my room is right. I got and then and then you fucking end up talking yourself out of yeah. doing anything because the situation is never perfect. And here you are recording shit on GarageBand on your <laughs> phone and getting hundreds of thousands of views and shares and and 
comments and you know and you know people stalking you or you know whatever but oh you know about that huh <laughs> <laughs> well i don't but i was just guessing uh you know it, it's just it just goes to show you that you know what you can you can put out the material in whatever form you want to put it out in just to get something out there to the world and down the road you can kind of tweak it as you go but release your stuff do something show somebody something uh, you know, don't ever talk yourself out of doing it because the situation is not perfect. And uh, I think that you're a, a prime example of that. That's that's pretty awesome. It, it still blows my mind. You know, uh, a joke for all the listeners out there when I was trying to set this up with you, like, <laughs> hey, you know, have your microphone and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I literally was like, oh, <laughs> Scott, how do I fix this? <laughs> uh, I got to, <laughs> I recorded everything on my phone with, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, really sat there, I was like, okay, how do I tell them these are props? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, either way, I mean, I was blown away. I just thought that was super cool. I was like, all right, it's one more, <laughs> one more level of awesome to, to you know, kind of celebrate. Right. So now that's good advice, though. Uh, I don't even adhere to it all the time. A lot. There's so much. There's so much. There's like in my phone, there's literally 30 gigabytes of things that will probably never see the light of day. That's just videos. That's takes that maybe were good. That's all these different songs. Just like I didn't sound good or I maybe I had a fucking wonky eye that day or, you know, (laughs) like drink one too many white claws. I doubt anybody (laughs) gave a shit. Don't judge me. Uh. (laughs) Like, nobody probably gives a shit, but I give a shit, and that definitely stops me. I wish I could follow that advice more closely. Yeah. Well, quality equipment is is, a concern, though. I can't relate to that because I cannot afford quality equipment. That's not happening. If I wait to be able to afford, I'll never be able to do it, ever. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you got to work with what you got. And, And I think that's the kind of the moral of any story is, you know, if you're an artist of any kind, you know. It's never going to be the ideal situation for you. You know, most of us don't have unlimited income or, or you know, the ability to even just from a time standpoint to go out and do that. So, but for, you know, for the record, you could have sent your busted ass guitar over to Scott and had his ass fix it. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> probably cost you more to ship it back and forth and it or just replace it. But uh, come on, Scott, come out to the come out to the West Coast, fix some shit. So um, now do you collaborate with anybody or is this all just everything is you do you have uh, friends that come over and jam with you or or kind of just sing with you or anything like that oh i have a lot of answers to this question oh boy okay okay so i've done i've there's what i've done a lot of collaborations that we're not done with them yet and i'm very very happy that these are people who are interested in like making higher quality music than mm. i do um Oh, there was one person. This would be the off the record. I mean, if you share it, it is what it is. Like, he'll fucking live. But he, like, I interact with him, and I'm like, oh, he's funny. He's cool. And I've heard he's really good at what he does. So I was like, fuck yeah. Like, why not? Let's do it. He wanted to write a song. <laughs> he did. He wrote a song within, like, an hour of reaching out to me. It's very short. Uh, I could probably send you the fucking link to it. Um, he told me right off the bat, like, there's no rush. This will be great. Um, we can take as much time as you need. I'm not going to be one of those guys. And then he was so aggressive about pushing it out and having it be done that it was done within 48 hours. And I had mixed it beforehand. Mixing literally just meaning like I adjusted the gain and I compressed it a little bit. And like literally nothing. There's no effects. Nothing. I sent it over like that. He threw a huge fit. He wanted to. He, he needed naked vocals. He wanted to do it himself his way the right way 
And I was like, I will trust the process. Wow. <laughs> he put it out there. He wouldn't let me share the video myself, but like I could share links. So I linked it and I literally lost 136 subscribers. And I had people like, this is trash. I don't like this. Wow. You deserve better. I'm just like, damn, this hurts. That's <laughs> so crazy. So now I'm a little, I'm a little weary. I'm a little weary of collaborating now. Well, that was a, an incident of uh, of somebody though that you probably didn't really know that well. What about you know musical friends or anything yeah. like that? People that you that you know firsthand. Uh, well, so I haven't really jammed with anyone in a minute. But Trav, I used to love going over there to his house, and there'd be some other people there like T Wall and Joe, and they would rap they would do guitar play bass drums the whole nine yard that shit was fun as since i've moved out here i've tried i'm just probably such a creepy person but i've tried so hard like come to my house let's play music because <laughs> <laughs> like i'm obviously reaching out to a certain type of guy if or even girl i've reached out to girls and guys like they made it clear they play instruments i'm like dude fucking come hang like let's play and they're like are you gonna murder me <laughs> no, I'm just lonely. Come play with me. Please. <laughs> yeah. I just need a friend. Yeah. Well, I moved up here from Medford. Okay. And I'm currently in like this. I mean, I said close to Portland, come a little closer to Salem, but I'm in that area. Okay. So like what? I was 18. I'm about to be 25. God, I'm so old. Getting yeah, there. you are. You're a fucking old hag. <laughs> so old. Look at all these gray hairs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it just, it's what? That was like. Six years? Dude, I can't do math. It was like six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I think literally this last 12 months, I've actually finally started to make friends, common interests. So, yeah, for jamming, it's probably been six or seven years since I've actually jammed with someone. But I do have musical friends who are like, you know, who do those things. I just sure. don't live there anymore. Yeah. And I am doing collaborations with people that I do like. There are like taking it slow, doing everything the right way, really caring about what they're doing yeah Um, that is a thing it's just it'll be wild before anybody sees it and in the midst of all of this stuff uh i've seen a couple of tidbits you're still doing some original material too right i mean i'm trying yeah (laughs) i would like to know what inspired the following lyrical passage okay um, cause I was, I was blown away. I was touched. I was really, Uh-oh. I had to know the story behind <laughs> you can eat my ass oh. if you don't like what I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, that was me being salty. Just like, I, I'm, I'm a human and I'm new to this, which is yeah. why I don't like the overnight thing. Let me, let me do this at my pace. Let's see where I'm at in five years if I keep pursuing this. I'll probably feel more comfortable with it. But I was pissed. I had like 10 or 12 different people like, this sucks. This is trash. You're ruining metal. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, I was like getting triggered. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hashtag triggered. So that was well, your response to the to the fucking haters and all just all well, the people that were shitting on you? Not intentionally, because I did like an hour long reel of me trying to get the lamb of God covered down. And like in between, I kind of will space out and just do dumb shit with my mouth and the guitar. That was one of them. I was was really fucking mad, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the, that was the day of saltiness then. It doesn't make me mad now. Like I'll get irritated, but that's not usually what upsets me anymore. So what are you currently working on? Uh, I don't feel like I'm being put on the spot. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, you are. <laughs> like with my own stuff or with covers? Because either way, whole list. Yeah. Well, with my own stuff, I'm kind of struggling because there seems to be, like my my audience seems to be in split. You know, seems to be a lot of people who just really like the acoustic. And a good amount of people who like the pop. I mean, they really don't seem to like, like they'll like one thing, but not both. Sure. You know what I mean? It's, they don't like all the things. So I'm kind of. So you got two crowds. Yes. And it sucks because, uh, there's, I have like teeth in the bathtub. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, that is acoustic, you know? So there's probably people who like that, but then I have like maggot theater. It's very poppy. I have not introduce it to the world though because it's so poppy that i feel like people are gonna be like i mean it's nasty song it's great it's just you know it might be a little bit much (laughs) well considering all that i've heard from you now i don't think that anything can be quote unquote a little much i mean because (laughs) let's be honest that's fair everything you do is a little much but, I feel like, though, I managed to be as laid back about it as I can. You're like, nah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's funny because, you know, listening to you sing and then listening to you talk and then listening to you play and then still having this, like, how your voice sounds and then just hearing those lyrics come out of your mouth still cracks me the fuck up. I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, I find the humor in it, but I'm also wowed by it. Like, it takes some balls to to kind of take that kind of material and really twist it into something that's completely transformative. So what what other renditions, I almost said covers, what other renditions <laughs> are you working on? I mean, I saw that there was this huge epic list at one point that you had written down that had a bunch I of... still have it. Yeah, you still I'm have it? still working through it. But some of the songs aren't... Some motherfucker put a fucking song on there and it was like, it was like an hour of just guitar. I'm like, you want to make guitar mouth noises for an hour? Are you on crack? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Um, I still go through it. There's only a few songs on it, though, that are like truly kind of, you know, morbid. Like, mm-hmm. I can appreciate all styles, but I really have a very short attention span. So if it's not just way out there, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. So you really want it to be something that's just completely over the top that gives well, you... Like- that like kind a, of inspiration. Yeah. Well, cause like, um, Oh, what's the word? <sighs> what's the word? Oh, all words are hard. I'll remember it later. Whatever. Words and things uh, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a song. So evil dead, a death song. Uh huh. It's been two months now. <laughs> I really like the song. I really like the way it sounds just as it is on its own. And like what I've done with it, but I can't focus on it. Yeah. And then you have songs like Flesh Taylor and I Can Blood. I'm like, I'm entertained by that all day. I'll sing about that. <laughs> How about like uh, Carcass? Because, you know, their stuff is, it's gory and it's technical. It's in a different way because, yeah. uh, you know, where they're coming from, it's all medical terminology. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeff Walker was this crazy, like he's super hardcore vegan and super like, uh, animal rights and he goes out there and sabotages like hunting <laughs> expeditions is pretty funny actually <laughs> but you know their lyrics are like when you listen to them they're fucking gory and gross but then you realize wow this guy's just reading right out of the medical dictionary it's crazy 
<laughs> you should do some of that because that would be badass. Like something That's off Necroticism great. or something like of, of Reek would be even would be cool. The early carcass is probably more up your alley because it's definitely more uh, shock value related stuff. Yeah, I mean, so long as it's entertaining. So, like, I think Bolt Thrower would probably be a, a bit of an outlier because I've done an Ash Nico song, and that's my second popular, like, it's the second most popular video on my channel. I'm like, these two things don't equate. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, um, Bolt Thrower is just as entertaining because it tells a story. So, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be nasty. It just has to be entertaining. Entertaining yeah. doesn't mean, like, I gotta laugh at it. It just has to draw your attention. Sure. Like other people might not like it, but as long as I can focus on it, like that's all that that's all that matters. Yeah, well, you know, let's check out then one more acoustic tidbit of awesomeness that's not necessarily nasty. But here it is, an amazing rendition of a mashup of chopped in half and infected by obituary. Feel the buzz from the mouth with running ways comes destiny. Feel the soul taking over. awesome so for you there's some kind of a purpose in it it's not just random something draws you to it whether or not it's a story element a narrative element a a horror a gore element or just a completely uh fucking ridiculous over-the-top element yeah yeah that's awesome because yeah there's a lot of songs out there you could choose from you know 30 years of death metal and thrash metal and you know all that kind of stuff and, and you just be overwhelmed but there are not that many that are truly over the top for the sake of being over the top. Although for the record, just because we've brought it up a couple of times, I think in all fairness, and put you on the spot, someday I expect to hear a false prophet song in your lexicon. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. You know, it's funny that you say that because <laughs> Scott is not a lyrics guy and that makes me so mad. He's a music guy. Yeah. So he doesn't give a shit what you're singing about. He doesn't fucking know the words <laughs> to the songs he loves. He just knows like, you know, yeah. that part. So I have literally fucking asked him, hey Scott, can I get some lyrics? You sent me some shit you guys haven't, you know, you sent me some shit and I love it but I don't know what the fuck is being said. And he's like, same. I'm like, no, not same. Help me here. <laughs> he's like, I can't find them online. Like, it's not, they haven't put them out there yet. Hook her up, SP. I'm just saying. Yeah, I would have done it right now. <laughs> yeah, so, well, that's awesome. So there's still plenty of stuff in the hopper, though. You're not, you're not running dry on material at this point. It's motivation. It's not even motivation. It's like getting over, getting out of my own head, really. Because I have two spiral notebooks right now. They're just filled with all different songs, uh, chords, like ways that I could do things different. Um, like I have soap in the header of all of them. There's like the title of the song, the name of the band, and then it'll have like what key, what chords I'm using maybe, um, like the tempo, like all that shit. 
So it's all listed out. Like that's, that's what, like a hundred, probably like a hundred ten. There's a lot of different songs. I just, I just ha- don't have the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you've got the heart. You just have to. You gotta. You gotta dig, dig in deep myself. and rip out yeah. those guts and and get the motivation going for <laughs> sure. So, well, uh, this has been a fucking awesome, hilarious, fun, super amazing conversation. Uh, I'd like to thank you for for hanging out today. Tell everybody in the radio podcast universe how the fuck do they find you on social media? Where do they go to follow you? Tell them where all the good stuff is. It's literally my name everywhere because I haven't thought of a stage name yet. And that's how you get stalked, by the way. Don't use your name. If you're a fucking (laughs) artist, be smarter than me and don't use your fucking name because you will have weirdos drive up from California and knock on your door because you blocked them. So, like, just (laughs) pick pick a name. It's my name. You just got (laughs) to type my name and you'll find all kinds of shit, I'm sure. Okay. So that applies to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube tiktok you just google it's probably a whole hot mess of shit there yeah so type in tiana's name and beware (laughs) because you don't know what you're getting into so uh awesome tiana thanks for joining me today this has been a blast and i look forward to seeing what else you got coming down the road oh thank you i'm gonna go cry now (laughs) (laughs) oh tears of evil perverse joy no doubt. And while reducing guests to bloody tears is not the ultimate goal of this show, sometimes people become overwhelmed when faced with the reality of their epic levels of awesomeness. Achievement unlocked, trophy earned, level up, and while I'm pretty sure Tiana did not actually go off and sob herself into a stupor, I am positive that she appreciates all of the overwhelmingly positive support she has gotten so far. And to all you haters, the message is clear, and I quote... You can eat my ass if you don't like what she's doing. And when you're done at the salad bar, don't forget to subscribe to Misery Point Radio on your favorite platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and now even on Amazon Music, and so many more. And do me the flavor, please. Like, follow, and share the pages on the social media propaganda places, you know, like the Book of Faces, the Instagrams, and the Tweety Twatty Place. And bands, submit your music and EPKs to miserypointradio at gmail.com. I'm currently working on something that I meant to do a long, long time ago. So, time to make some new shit happen. Finally. And as always... Thank you so much for listening and supporting music and art, and I'll talk to you next time on Misery Point Radio.